Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 41st episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. We have a truly amazing episode coming today. Today, we're going to talk about doing what you want to do and not what society expects you to do. Maybe you're at the point where you're trying to decide what the heck next to do in your career. Maybe you're afraid of what people are going to think when you pick that seemingly random career path. And maybe you're afraid that dad or Auntie Sue is going to disapprove you like crazy if you choose a specific path. Well, get ready because this is your episode. I'm going to take you on an adventure today with my friend and author expert, Jordan Gross. Jordan is a best-selling author of Getting Comfy, Your Morning Guide to Daily Happiness, which was the theme in our 17th podcast episode. Jordan's founded three different startups and helped many professionals to improve their careers, including employees at Google and Amazon. And another amazing fact, he's a TEDx speaker. Here's why I'm bringing Jordan on today. He's coming out with a brand new book called The Journey to Cloud Nine. This book discusses what life could be when you choose your path, not someone else's expectation of your path. So we really do have some amazing content coming up here. We're getting deep and going to make you think about your own career. So without further ado, here's Jordan Gross with our 41st episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. Jordan, what's going on, man? Chris, great to be here again. How are you, my man? Good. I am so excited because you did such an amazing job on our 17th episode. And so I was asking, when are we going to get Jordan back on here? It's just been (laughs) too long. Yeah, no, I'm so thrilled to be back. Uh, That 17th one was all about morning routines and optimizing for overcoming stress and anxiety for any sort of anxiety-inducing event. And uh, now we've got a similar topic. It's still all about living optimally and and really having that that happy life that we all want and desire. Yep. Um, but there's just a little bit of a unique spin today, and I can't wait to share. Yeah, I'm so excited. And what we'll have you do is just remind uh, remind our listeners who you are if they haven't listened to that 17th episode, just because I want to hear kind of your story and how you arrived to um, your current position as a career coach and author expert. And uh, I want to hear kind of how you deviated from that path, because I know it's going to be a theme. I know I really did myself. So if we can tie that in, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'll try to bring a very long winded story uh, to like maybe a minute or two so we don't get bogged down in all these (laughs) details and we get to talk about the good stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was always a guy who was going through the motions. And based on today's episode, which is really deviating from what society and our peers expect us to do and living a life that that we want to live. Um, I was I was on the journey to a an average life. I was uh, an athlete in high school, so I, I played sports and I was a good student. So I was expected and told that I would go to a good college and, and play soccer there. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to a good college. I played soccer. And then when I got there. My teammates would tell me, okay, you're going to go into finance and you're going to make a lot of money and, and have a good life. So I got some finance internships and, and I said, okay, maybe this isn't for me. And they said, oh, that's totally fine. You know, why don't you just go back to school, get your master's, get a degree. Mm-hmm. So I went back and I got my master's in management studies. And then there I am going through the motions, focused on yep. what everybody else is telling me is going to give me meaning and, and happiness. But I wasn't listening to myself. Yeah. So there I I had a bit of a deviation when I was in my master's program where I had this great conversation about getting involved in something that you truly want to do early in your career so that you can really understand the industry and work your way through the ranks in the industry from an early age. And for me, that was the restaurant industry. So actually with Matt, the the your brother and co-founder <laughs> of Let's Eat Grandma, we got into this prestigious program with Hillstone Restaurant Group yeah. where we were in their rotational the leadership and management notch. position. Like that's a solid restaurant company and their their yeah. program is one of a kind. I know yeah. that. Yeah. So so there I was. I kind of thought I was deviating from the norm and getting involved in something that was aligned with my passions and purpose, mm-hmm. but unfortunately I learned the hard way that 
sometimes that dream doesn't really always come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And I was put into a very, let's just say, intense culture that was very traditional and very corporate and really took me on a path that was, again, um, much more based on Mm -hmm. what people expected from me. I was making a very high salary. I had a lot of stability. I I was in a leadership position at a young age. Um, And then I sort of had... You know, not really an aha moment. I say that my light bulb was actually realizing that I didn't need a light bulb to make a change in my life. Sure. So after uh, I realized that I wasn't enjoying myself and I wasn't, I wasn't making the impact I wanted, I left that position. I ended up writing the book that we talked about in episode 17, Getting Comfy, Your Morning Guide to Daily Happiness, to yep. help people uh, overcome stress and anxiety in their day-to-day lives because even though I was in an intense position, I was still positive and upbeat and optimistic going into it because of this routine that I created. So I did that for the last year. Just, just I pause spoke. for everyone because everyone needs yeah. to go back to that 17th episode. And like, I've listened to it <laughs> like 10 times by now. And uh, Jordan knows his stuff. Like it's, it's unreal what changing up your routine and putting focus back into yourself can actually do. So, all right, I'll unpause that right now. I'll let you continue, but it's just (laughs) people got to listen to that episode too. No, I appreciate it. And I I love what I did for the last year with the the comfy, the calm openness movement, funny and you. Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of time making a real impact in the lives of uh, high school students, college students, startup companies, I got into one-on-one coaching, helping people overcome their own stress and anxiety by creating their own routines. I got into leadership coaching where I had a little bit more of a business-like and strategic approach. But all in all, what I really wanted to do was, was again, create something new that allowed people to do what I was in the process of doing. And that was living a life according to my heart and my intuition, yep. what I wanted yep. to do rather than what other people expected me to do. And really, the, the main message is crafting my own story. What story do I think is going to be most exciting, most unique, most interesting when I am a, a dad telling my kids about my, my 20s and my yeah. 30s, right? Yeah. That's, that's why I'm here. That's what the journey to cloud nine is all about. That's what we'll be talking about today, the research I've been doing and, and the interviews I've been doing and the book I've been writing and the, the coaching I've been doing for it. So, uh, yeah, I would love to, to continue this conversation and yeah. just provide as much value regarding this cloud nine journey that I've been on and how you can go on your cloud nine journey as well as listeners today. Yeah. I'm so glad. And, uh, for those of you that don't know, I share a very similar story to Jordan and I actually did come from restaurants as well and realized that I love restaurants themselves. I like working with people a lot, but there were a lot of the th- things that came with the industry that weren't in alignment with who I am as a professional or even who I am as, as a person. But uh-huh. it's, it, it was hard for me, Jordan, just to, to be clear to leave because I felt like it was something that I was good at. I felt like it was something that was paying me well and leaving that life to quit and start my own business where I was going to get like a fifth, if I'm lucky, of that salary starting off. I was like, God, what am I doing, man? Like, is this even yeah. the right choice? But now I'm proud to say like I am I am I feel like I am part of that journey, too. And we'll discuss what cloud nine living is, too. But I feel like I'm much more in alignment with what I like to do professionally and who I am. So welcome to living life on cloud nine. That's that's what I want to hear. That's amazing. (laughs) I I swear to you, that's what it feels like. So it's that's um, so like let's I guess set the set the definition straight for people who are listening to this podcast, but what, what is cloud nine living specifically? Yeah. So, so living life on cloud nine, it's somebody's ideal life. It is the life that you design for yourself mm-hmm. rather than a life that is designed by other people. And by again, this, this theme of, of the expectation of what your life should look like. So that's it from a really grandiose picture, but there's so much more that goes into a cloud nine life. There's cloud nine moments. There's cloud nine mornings. There's cloud nine days. There's cloud nine experiences. Yeah. Um, and it's all with the whole goal in mind of being on this journey to meaning and purpose and fulfillment. Fantastic. And is, 
is cloud nine life something that I'm like constantly experiencing it or, or are there like specific moments where I feel like I'm more in it than others? Absolutely. And it's, it's funny. So from a research standpoint, cloud nine is about moments of euphoria. So I've been talking and, and interviewing hundreds of people, all different kinds of people from different backgrounds, socioeconomic statuses, races, genders. And I have been asking them questions about when they feel the happiest during the day uh, throughout their entire lives. I mean, one great story is I interviewed my 90-year-old grandma who had 90 years of life to reflect upon in order to pick out her cloud nine moments or cloud nine transformative life experiences. Mm -hmm. So cloud nine living is, it's really this state of desire that you want your life to look like. But yeah. in regard to always being in it, it's actually not something that where you always want to be. Because in my study of euphoria and happiness and positivity and positive psychology, you need to experience the full gamut of emotions in order sure. to heighten your, your happiness. You don't yeah. always want to be going for happiness. You don't always want to feel on top of the world. You need to sometimes get brought back to earth in order to get back up to the clouds. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. I love mm -hmm. that response because it's it's so incredibly true. Like it's and like to almost clarify, that's that's not what we're in this episode talking about is like how to be happy 100 percent of the time, because that's what it's like when you're in cloud nine. Like, I, I don't think that's what we're getting at here. But like, I, I think some of those moments where I've like even even the most recent like even the last few months i've had some challenges with the business and those are not happy feelings necessarily sometimes it's feeling of intense stress and anxiety but i feel like for me to be working on something that i'm so incredibly and deeply passionate about and um to get that feeling of satisfaction when at the end i accomplish something i think that's what i'm almost what i'm chasing right now um it's not like pleasure 24 7 yeah absolutely yeah you're totally right Cool. So Jordan, moving on to the bulk of our content, I think this is something just incredibly important for everyone to think about, but why do you think that so many people out there are choosing these career paths that are safe or um, just approved by society? Why are so many people unhappy with their jobs? Yeah. Yeah. I happen to believe that we as a society are comfortable with being average Right? We're comfortable with stability. We're comfortable with complacency going into each day knowing what to expect. Right. But if you look at all of the high achievers, the exceptional people, the highlight people throughout all of history, it's the people who really deviated from that norm. It's the people who had the creative ideas. It's the people who had the visions that nobody had ever even seen that are making the most impact. Right. So I think it, it takes a unique individual to go off and go into an entre entrepreneurial pursuit or a creative pursuit. But uh, I, I think there are a lot of people who are afraid to go that way because they, they don't think that they have what it takes when that's just not the case. They put in the same hard work at the job that they're not enjoying that they would be putting in at the job that they would be enjoying. I feel like, you know, being a restaurant manager for me was the safe choice coming from hospitality school, coming from being in restaurants since the time I was 16 and not like, you know, we're, we're trying to convince everyone to be entrepreneurs here because, you know, let's be honest, it's really tough to start your own business, um, yeah. successfully. But, um, I think in general to make that career switch towards something that's more fulfilling is it's really hard and it takes that extra boost of energy. And like, for me, especially when I first made that jump, like it was, it was really hard and I felt like yeah. I was going against what it's a tough, it's a tough thing to say, but what a lot of people saw me as like a lot of people saw me as like hotel restaurant, Chris, cause you know, mm -hmm. that's a school I went for. They're like, Oh, how's the restaurant thing going? You know? And, um, to suddenly make that change to something that was so random, like starting a resume service, I feel, yeah. um, I could see some people be, like slightly judging. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 But that's okay because yeah. it's okay for, for other people to judge. Right. Because what yeah. you did is you had to, you had to dive and, and fully immerse yourself in that resume world. Right. So yeah. yeah, you, you fully immerse yourself in the restaurant world for a little bit, but then boom, you dive right into the next pool. 
And that's okay. Yeah. Trial and error is something that is essential to the Cloud9 journey. You're not just going to pick something up right away and be Michael Jordan at it. Uh, it just doesn't work yeah. like that. The other the other thing I wanted to mention that I picked up on when you were talking is that this isn't this conversation isn't about entrepreneurship at all, really. Mm. Um, and to highlight that, I've worked with somebody in the past who was an entrepreneur who was following the exact career route that he wanted to take uh, every day, do, building a company that he really enjoyed being at and, and wanted to put his footprint on the world. Um, but he didn't really find like he himself was having any time throughout the day to have these quote unquote cloud nine moments or okay. have this cloud nine feeling because he was so stressed by the work that he was doing. So in working together and going through this process of trial and error, we discovered that all he needed to make more meaning, more purpose, more fulfillment in the work that he was doing in his life was hit the gym. He needed to mm -hmm. get a one hour gym session in every single day, whether that was in the middle of his day, in the beginning of the day, at the end of the day. Yeah. In order to have more meaning and fulfillment, his cloud nine moment, his cloud nine hour was hitting the gym. And Man, now it's, it's goes so to the gym fun. every single day. It's so funny you mentioned that because I feel like that same exact thing. Like when I hit the gym, my day is better. I'm enjoying work more. So like all these things matter. It's not just the work itself, but that's one reason why I feel like I'm able to live my cloud nine life, so to speak. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I guess like just going back to it, like we talk about people getting people's approval and things like that. Like, who do you think are the biggest culprits of, I guess, like giving approval or not giving approval, like who are the people that are preventing us from moving towards cloud nine, if any? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And I'm a big believer in the, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with quote. Mm. So have you heard that one before? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I, I, it's, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say our circle of influence. Yeah. Um, if we're surrounding ourselves with people who are going through the day to day and going through the motions and, you know, their idea of a cloud nine life is stability and comfort, then that's, that's going to be our idea of that life. So yeah. I really think it is the people who are closest to us. Um, and until you really find either a mentor or somebody to look up to in the world who is truly carrying out their cloud nine journey in a, in a unique and, and creative way. Um, there's, there's not going to be much motivation to, to stray away from the path that you're currently on. Right. So yeah. for me, it was getting involved in, in the self-development and podcast world, listening to people speak, listening to guys like Tony Robbins and, and reading Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people and listening to Hal Elrod, um, talk about how they, you know, they did, uh, they wanted to help the world and they, they did everything they could in order to. So that's what did it for me. And I think people need to find their influences if they really want to break free of their current circle, if it's not one that they want to be in. Yeah. And that's a really good point you made because, you know, maybe the circle is being supportive, but if the circle that you're a part of the, those five people that you're talking about aren't working with you, then, I mean, you have to go elsewhere. You have to go outside that, uh, find that influence and, uh, yeah. love, love Tony Robbins, by the way, like it's, yeah, the types of stuff I do listen to those podcasts too, like you know all those inspirational people, Gary V, Tim Ferriss, all those people highly recommend. Yeah. So, yeah, um, and there's an important distinction too, Chris, um, and it's between thinking that you're following something that is great, you know, something steady, something that you, you're content, and then having the feeling of what you and I are going through, right? Something that is truly at our core what we want to do. Right. And it's all about energy. It's yep. all about energy. 100%. It's either you're going to wake up and go through the motions and say, okay, this is a cool restaurant job, like I'm making a lot of money. Or you're going to wake up and say, I get to write a story today that's going to inspire people. I'm going to post it on LinkedIn. Yep. People are going to comment. <laughs> I'm going to engage with people. I'm going to literally change yep. somebody's outlook on the rest of their day yep. because of the work that I'm doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? So it's that there's that much difference. Yeah. Can I tell you what my morning was like this morning? Yeah. I've been on a streak, so I think you'd be proud of me uh, with getting comfy. <laughs> okay. I have that same feeling of enthusiasm when I got up this morning. It was so first of all, got up. Um, focused on the calm, so meditated, not in my bed, like you recommend, <laughs> like you recommend um, for a solid 20 minutes with cup of coffee in hand. Definitely focusing on openness has been good for me and good for business and getting people pumped up. Um, so did that, did some stretches for movement. I'm always moving around. Um, but like these things, like we're getting me in the zone of thinking about the positive, like it was upping my energy, just plain and simple versus when I, I'll swear to you, when I was in the restaurant industry working 80 hours, I was not getting comfy. I was yeah. getting up 10 minutes before <laughs> I had to pop in my car and oh, yeah. <laughs> freaking just like put on some deodorant. Go. It was, it was gross. It was nasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. but no one could tell a difference. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but now it's just like this overall energy shift, which is, it, there is a little bit of chicken and egg. Like I do want to get comfy because my days are going so well. But yeah, also yeah. it's like a cycle because when I do get comfy, my days are better. So it's, yep, yep. it's cyclical. And that's the cloud. That's your cloud nine morning, right? Getting comfy is your cloud nine morning. And I, I still, even though cloud nine is not necessarily specifically about the morning, like comfy was the morning is still to me, the most important part of, of everybody's day. And so many people who I've talked to in this, in, in these interviews, uh, express how their morning is the setup for the rest of their day. And if they're not taking control of the morning, then they're not taking control of the rest of the day. And the rest of the day is controlling them, unfortunately. Exactly. So Jordan, I'll get into a little bit how we can move towards cloud nine, but I wanted to make sure I tied this into an earlier question about kind of why people choose these career paths that are not right for them. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you, how do you believe that people should be defining success in our careers? I think people have the wrong idea in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So today, for example, I had a, I had a conversation with one of my, one of my best friends and, uh, he's had a great job for a while. One of the smartest people I know makes a lot of money, does something that a lot of other people can't do in the coding world. I think he, he took and and stayed at this job for the wrong reasons. I think he stayed at the job just, just like why I stayed at Hillstone for a little while because I was A, making a lot of money. I was B, uh, viewed as as an authority. I was C, uh, looked upon with praise from the people around me, the people in my my sphere of influence because I I broke into a a world where um, I made an impact at a a very young age. Um, And I think for him, who I was talking to today, he, he felt the stability, he felt the, the sense of ease, but we were talking a little bit more about whether or not he should leave his job and pursue something else. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very simple at the end of the day. I think it's a matter of, are you going to work every single day and just getting through it? Or are you going to work every single day and actually enjoying Thank it you. and cherishing it? Thank you. So that is... Uh, that's the differentiator. Yeah. And thankfully for our conversation, he's going to be pursuing more of a passion moving forward and, and leaving this this role. So. Yeah, it, uh, this is such a great point. It's not like listeners yeah. like this isn't this some BS, like only do jobs that you're absolutely in love with and will never, yeah. you know, whatever. But like this is like, how can you possibly have the energy to do a really, really stand out great job if you don't at least somewhat like it? So there are people who are the opposite of that. They hate what they do. They go into work and it's a chore to do every single thing. And you're, you're just not going to thrive. Also, Chris, it's about asking why, right? It's about asking why and, and why I said the last answer was going to be simple because at first I was just going to talk about the monetary reasons and people want to take a job where they can make the most money and, and live the most comfortable lifestyle because of the financial rewards that their job gives them. Mm-hmm. But what I want people to do is ask why. Why do they want the money? And maybe that leads to, okay, I want money because I want to live in a nice apartment. Well, why do you want to live in a nice apartment? 
I want to live in a nice apartment because I want my friends to think I'm cool. Well, why do you want your friends to think you're cool? I want my friends to think I'm cool because I want to be the guy who really stands out. Yeah. Boom. Like that's that's your answer, right? Yeah. So if you if you want your friends to think you're cool and, and live in a nice apartment because you want to stand out, there are a myriad of jobs that you can look toward in order to stand out. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's just that's yeah. just an example. But it's about really digging through and, and peeling back those layers yeah. and understanding, like, why am I doing this? Why? Okay. Wh- if I'm doing this because of this, like, why that? Why that? And then finally you get down to the core and that core is going to be your your fundamental values. Yeah. And your fundamental values don't just have to relate to a job that gives you a lot of money. Yeah. They just They just don't. Fantastic insight, Jordan. I think... If everyone even feel feel comfortable to just pause this right now and think about why you're in the position that you're in right now, especially if you don't like it, and do that why, Jordan. Ask yourself why, like a force, like four or five times till you get down to your core if you have to. But um, it's actually an exercise that I've done myself uh, for a bunch of different things, and it really works. So, so cool. Yeah. What are do you believe the risks of choosing? Because in the book, you you talk about the two different. Um, I believe you draw the parallel between the barren wall life. So not choosing your cloud nine life. Yeah. So maybe a a quick bit of background. So people know what the heck we're talking about. Please in the book journey to cloud nine, it's actually a work of fiction. So we can talk more about why it is, or or you can email me about why it's going to be fiction. um, And more so about what the book is about. But anyway, this barren wall lifestyle, the, the protagonist in the book, Basically, I show two different lives um, that he lived and that he could have lived. So while he's visualizing this experience of a flashback of the life that he lived and also a a visualization of the life that he could have lived, he's tossing and turning in his bed. And basically, when he faces the window in his room, that is his escape. It's his entryway into his cloud nine life, Mm -hmm. the life that he could have lived based on his gut, his heart, and his intuition. When he flips over to the other side and he's facing the other side of his room, this barren wall with nothing on it, you know, that's like yeah. where the bathroom is where that he <laughs> walks into in his room. Um, gross, this I'm is sure. when, yeah, just this, you know, <laughs> terrible, terrible visual, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a blank wall. Um, that's when he has to undergo his memories of the real life that he lived, which was all based on what his parents wanted him to do, what his his um, society wanted him to do, what his bosses wanted him to do, what he expected that he had to do in order to live a good life. But ultimately, what you realize is that this guy, little by little, dug himself into a state of depression uh. because he was constantly making decisions based on the values of other people. Mm-hmm. rather than the values of himself. So I would say overall, as scary as it may sound, that is the biggest risk is, you know, I, I can't really speak to the the scientific terms for depression, but it, it's leading a life that is is not fulfilling. It's not rewarding. And ultimately being that person who at age 50, 60 looks back and says, I should have done this. I should have done that. I, I I wish I could have done something else, right? Yeah. That's the big risk of not choosing cloud nine. The big risk is the what if. God. So for me, I fear the what if so much more than I actually fear the what. Yeah. God, you know? me, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it scares me to death to think that on my last day on this earth, you know, the person that I could have became would meet the person that I actually did become. Yeah. And there could be such a difference between those two people yeah you know so i want to constantly make decisions and live my life based on who i can become and the opportunities that i can take rather than pass up on them yeah so that's i think that's the real risk is is the uh a little bit of fomo you know it's it's the fear of missing (laughs) out on what could become yeah, it, it's it's amazing you say that. And I know I, I I popped on your your website and saw all these videos of people who you talked to who were living their cloud nine life or lived it. To kind of take a dark turn on it, like imagine if you interviewed the people that were the complete opposite of that. 
right? Like the people who didn't live the cloud nine life, the people who lived their barren wall life, like imagine the things that they would say in that interview, like, yeah, I would have, could have, should have, you know, what would it have been like if I had chosen that? Because yeah, yeah. it's a very, it's a very scary picture. And it's the picture I paint with the, the protagonist, Jerry in the book. It doesn't seem like these decisions he's making throughout his life are going to lead him to the the state of isolation that he's in at the end at the really the the point in time that he's at in the book but uh little by little the decisions he makes you know they compound into the next and i say he every time he makes one of those choices he loses a little bit of his smile yeah. you know that was the first time he stopped smiling that was the second time he stopped smiling mm-hmm. and uh soon enough that smile fades away and there's uh not much you can do to bounce back but the end of the book provides a little bit of inspiration that there always is something you can do to really get on the path of cloud nine and resurrect resurrect your life in in the the right direction fantastic jordan that's actually a perfect segue into my next question yeah which which was as a career coach how do you think that we can at least start unpeeling the layers and moving closer towards cloud nine living yeah. What's more important than anything else, and I'm not just saying this to plug the last book, is getting comfy with who you are and understanding who you are. Yeah. Because until you have that sense of self-awareness, but until you realize who you are in the moment and who you ultimately want to become by focusing on you, by promoting your own positive uh, mental health, um, by exercising, by eating right – you are not going to give yourself the best opportunity to get that position or or follow the career path that you want to ultimately live out. So mm. that's actually first and foremost step number one. Step number two is exploration. And honestly, it's trial and error. It's trial and error. So trial in the way that you're going to research industries that you think you'll enjoy. You'll try to have conversations, try to make connections. My thing is all about people, right? I love talking to people. I love going on podcasts. I love getting interviewed. I love interviewing others. Um, So really using people as our best assets in order to learn and grow and be curious. That's one. The other side of things, which is a little bit unconventional of an approach, but I think it's something that really stands out, is actually deliberately failing in your journey to figuring out what you actually want to do. And what I huh. mean by this is, is what I mean by this is going ahead, going out there and let me do it with you, Chris. So like what's an activity that you hate that you just are like, I would never do this totally outside my comfort zone. Oh. I've even tried it before and I don't really want to do it. Gosh, let me think about that. Yeah. What is an activity that I hate? There aren't a lot, but I know if I, <laughs> pause, <laughs> if I pause for one moment, uh, or like maybe what would make you super embarrassed? Mm. If I had, oh, okay, here's one. If I had to yeah. go out in the middle of the street, like a public yeah. uh, city corner and start uh-huh. handing out flyers, like to promote something. Oh, that's great. Just, that's an be like, amazing Hey, can one. I talk to you for a sec? Can I talk just like grabbing people, you know? Yeah. I'd yeah. be that. <laughs> that is an amazing one. So here's why those experiences are so important. And yeah. also... So few people do this. If you're doing this in your job search process, you're going to have stories to tell. You're going to stand out. You're going to learn so much more about yourself than anybody else. Yeah. But what you really want to do when you have these error experiences is understand and realize what parts of it you did enjoy. So maybe you hated being out there. Maybe you hated other people looking at you, but maybe you loved that one conversation with somebody who came up to you Mm -hmm. and said, what are you doing? And you got the chance to talk to them, right? So then you get to understand that as Chris, oh, boom, it's all about the human interaction. It's all about the human connection. I I need a position in my life that's going to afford me the opportunity to connect with human Uh, beings who actually value what I am doing, you know? So you make those, you make those little inferences based on the experience that you have. You make those conclusions and then that gives you a better sense of the functions that you're going to need at your overall job. Okay. 
the next step and I'll that sort is of amazing clo- and that you're you're yeah. all, it's like inspiring me to go out there and just do it because <laughs> i i know how much my stomach would tighten up and how much oh it would my goodness suck, my goodness but- <laughs> me too me too by the way me too um uh, the last great. thing again which is all about the people and and really driving relationships home is i got certified in something called marshall goldsmith stakeholder centered coaching and specifically, it's designed for leaders to use their direct reports, um, their colleagues to receive feedback as okay. to how they are performing as leaders and how they can improve moving forward. But I tra- I transferred this over to the job search process in which, say again, you, Chris, you wanted to find a, a job or a, a function or uh-huh. a role that has meaning and purpose – and what you would do is you would ask people who are very close to you in your life, your mentors, your brother, your parents, your friends, and you would just ask them a couple of questions about, hey, you know, what, what do you see as some of my best attributes? What do you see as some yeah. of my best skills? Where do you think I would fit in the working world? And, you know, once you get past the awkward intro of, hey, I have some questions to ask you about <laughs> me and my life, um, they will provide insights for you that you would never see because it's right there in front of your face. And sometimes it's so obvious to you and it comes so naturally that you don't realize it's one of your true skills. For me, for example, I didn't realize that networking was one of my greatest strengths and and cold emailing and reaching out to people. It definitely is. I know this. (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) But then, you know, my brother was just like, Jay, like you got to get me to talk to this person. I'm just like, dude, like send him an email. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I can't just do that. And I was like, what do you mean you can't do that? He's like, this is like, it's daunting for me. Like, it's scary. I don't know how to write it. I don't know how to approach it. I get nervous. I put it away. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, this is something that comes naturally to me. It's one of my skills. And I need to use that skill in everything I'm doing moving forward. Right. So that's all comes into, you know, reaching out to great people like yourself and making connections and getting on podcasts and Dude, you were and an inspiration, like that, so. man. I'm telling you, I'm not just <laughs> telling in front of other people. Like you inspired me to freaking get out there and connect with other people. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. But anyway, that's a, no, that's a really good way to look at it is like asking other people. Cause I've never personally done that, but it's something I actually would like to do now, but yeah. you'll, you'll get insights that you never thought you would have had. So yeah, yeah, it's it's really great. It's really great. And and to recap, I know I just spoke a lot, but that first part is getting comfortable with who you are, okay. you know, focusing on yourself, the self-awareness, self-reflection. That second part is going to be the trial phase of getting out right. there and exploring. And then that third part is going to be the deliberate failure, but still being aware of what you're learning from it. And then that fourth bit is going to be using the people around you to get insights on who you are and who you could become. And then that'll lead to discovery and insight as to uh, what you ultimately want to do. That's amazing. That's a good summary, Jordan. I appreciate that. Yeah. For that cloud nine moment, if we can get into mm-hmm. the cloud nine moment, um, what's the mm-hmm. right time, do you think, to start pursuing those moments? Or, or is there even a right time? There is a classification between a cloud nine moment, which you can experience on a day-to-day basis, and cloud nine moments that you experience throughout your lifetime. So I'll go through the two. A cloud nine moment is something that you wanna have every day. It's that gym session that I mentioned before with that guy who I worked with. It's really this moment you have to look forward to each and every day so that you know, no matter what, no matter the circumstances, whether you got fired from your job or whether you, you know, had the best day of your life, you still know that there's going to be another moment throughout the day where you are just fully in the moment, in a state of flow, feeling euphoria. Euphoric. So a great example yeah. of a cloud of a cloud nine moment it, from one of my interviews is this guy who, he said, I have a cloud nine moment every single night. So when my family gets together for dinner, we hold each other's hands, we say grace, and we start eating. And that is my cloud nine moment that I know that I'm going to have Every single night, you know, maybe one of my kids is gone that day, but it's, it's still as much of a cloud nine moment as I can possibly have. So that's a cloud nine moment on a day to day basis. It's that one thing you have to look forward to 
that you know is going to brighten your day no matter what. The Cloud9 experience and you can, is sorry to interrupt. You can still have that yeah. cloud nine moment when you're lit, when you're in your crappy job that you hate. Oh, of course, of yeah. course, and that's why it's not really something work related. You know, a cloud mm-hmm. nine moment is not when I got a promotion. That's a, a great cloud nine moment in terms of your more grand life experience. You mm-hmm. know, that'll be something memorable that you'll remember when you are say 50, 60, 70 years old, but. The cloud nine moments, the everyday simple pleasures are really um, what that day-to-day cloud nine moment is all about. Got it. Then there are the more transformative cloud nine life experiences, which some people go to when I ask the question about, uh, tell me about a time you felt like you were on cloud nine. And these are actually the chapters of the book. So throughout my research and throughout all my interviews, I notice a lot of parallels in people's stories. And I actually came up with some fundamental characteristics and life experiences that people had that were the go-to answers for a cloud nine transformational life moment that was truly significant. That was first thing that came to their mind when I asked them to speak of basically the happiest they've ever felt. So I can go through those if you want. Should Should I hit them? Yeah, that'd be great because that's yeah. kind of what I was getting at. Cause like, it, it seems like to me, it would be, it's this life changing moment that you have to like get to. And it, and it, it's crazy because it really spans an entire life. And that's why the book goes from when the protagonist was a young kid to when he's, you know, in his fifties in his bed. So here goes. Uh, the first cloud nine experience has to have something to do with play. Playfulness is so imperative in our lives. And I think the older we get, the more we forget that, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a great quote. I don't want to botch it. We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. God, so beautiful. Yeah. So that's that childlike playfulness that we need to incorporate in our cloud nine moments. Yeah. For this one, somebody's cloud nine moment that I talked to him about the other day was he saw this little kid who was trying to ride on one of those like uh, pigs outside of the grocery store, but he didn't have any money. So the guy popped in one cent without the kid knowing and then just sort of watched as the kid enjoyed the the pig going back and forth and he got to ride the the pig, right? Mm -hmm. So that was this cloud nine moment for this guy to really be a part of something that had a play component to it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's number one. Um, the next transformative cloud nine life experience is all about what I've mentioned a lot today, relationships and camaraderie right. and friendships. You need to have your support system. Uh, I just listened to a podcast that Selena Gomez did. And Selena Gomez, here she is, you know, everybody in the world seemingly so to us like we think could be an outlet for her to talk to because everybody loves her but she has this group of four core friends who are her everything you know they are her her night and day they are who she goes to in times of celebration in times of despair and having those moments with friends are are truly what allow her to feel like she's on cloud nine so that's number two cool uh the next one is some sort of love. So this has to do with, you know, people's cloud nine moments are the the second that they got engaged or the moment they said, I do. Um, it relates to, to finding a partner, somebody who you can truly share your life with. Right. That is the next one. The one after that is having children. So what I did for that is, is I related that to a sense of responsibility. So having children, you you feel like you're leaving your mark on the world. You're having some sort of responsibility. You are you are literally creating and directing a life from day one. You know, which is for you know I don't have kids yet, but that was so many people's cloud nine moments. I feel like it's gonna be mine too. For sure. Um, yeah. After that, it is about some sort of career ambition. So just like we've been talking about, whether that is uh, getting to the pinnacle of your career and being happy in that job, or if it is leaving your day-to-day to become a 
park ranger because that's what you've always wanted to do, yeah. then that is your cloud nine transformative life experience the day that you quit that job and pursue what you ultimately want to do. And then, you know, everything that comes associated with that. So people have spoken to the clients and making impact for their clients or the speech that they gave or the book that they wrote. Um, those are their cloud nine moments. After that is going to be having grandchildren. So like we mentioned before, I interviewed my uh, 86 and 90 year old grandmas mm-hmm. and both of their cloud nine moments because they are trying to flatter me was <laughs> when the day, you know, the day their grandkids oh, were of course. born. So again, that is, that is such a, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and that is such a sense of legacy yeah, that yeah. your, you know, your name is being passed on, your, your beliefs are being passed on. Um, and you really get to see another generation of somebody, uh, within your direct line. So that is another one. Um, Another one is an act of benevolence. So what I mean by that is giving back, making an impact. So many people say it's when they started a nonprofit or did something in the volunteer world or helped somebody in need. There's a funny thing in, in this world and in this life where if we stop thinking about ourselves for a moment and start thinking about others, uh, we actually get happier. So I believe that's it. always a, a cloud nine moment too. Oof. The next one is a sense of accomplishment. So, so many cloud nine moments have to do with this memory of truly being victorious. So that could be from a sport that could be from a, a job that could be from so many different things um, where you are just on top of the world because you achieve something so grand. Mm hmm. And then the last one, which is, I think all of these are pretty, you know, there's, there's nothing like, oh my goodness type of surprising. But the one thing that I didn't think about going into it was a pleasant surprise or an element of unexpected greatness or an unexpected result. So these are cloud nine moments that are memorable to people because they are different than the lives that they were currently living and the lives that they expected. So that goes back to this whole, do we live based off of stability and what other people's people want, or do we do something that is spontaneous and adventurous? And I think the fact that so many of these cloud nine moments came from unexpected events where the result was different than what they ultimately thought was going to occur. I think we have to choose the adventure and the spontaneity. Fantastic. A really good way to bring it full circle. I can't thank you enough for your responses and hopefully people getting getting people inspired and energized and uh, thinking about what they want to do next in their careers because i can almost guarantee you will have a lot of people clicking on this episode just asking what is next you know what am i going to do next um so you've really brought that to light i can't thank you enough of course thank you for allowing me to share that was great yeah. And I want to ask because this is getting me wanting to read this book so desperately, but um, how can I find out more about this book and, and Cloud9 Living? Yeah. Journey to Cloud9.com. That's J O U R N E Y T O C L O U D N I N E.com. Got it. So spell out the nine, Cloud9. Yeah. Cool. You could find everything and anything you need about the cloud nine process the cloud nine journey the cloud nine book cloud nine moments these interviews that i'm doing mm-hmm. everything you could possibly want is on that website and uh would love you to follow along and and you know subscribe to the one or two emails i send out which literally are just videos of people providing their cloud nine stories mm. so uh yeah that's 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 the only spot cloud nine journey to cloud Fantastic. And for convenience sake, if you are more visual people, what I'll do in the description of this link, as always, or the description of the podcast episode, I'll drop the link down below so you guys can click and navigate that way. So, well, Jordan, you've been a fantastic guest. And I must ask if you have any final words of advice for job seekers. Oh, we hit on so much. We really did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to provide something new. I'm always trying to think differently. But I think in this, after this conversation, I really want to drive home the four steps. So my final piece of advice would be get comfortable with who you are and go into any job uh, approach as a job seeker 
with a strong head on your shoulders. So, you know, not, not losing sleep over it, eating healthily, um, you know, maybe doing a little meditation, all these good things that Chris could tell you more about. But um, that's step one. Step two is going out and trying new things, you know, trying what you like, getting immersed in that world, talking to people in the industry, researching it. Step three is going to be actually deliberately failing, learning about things you don't like, but then again, taking away the parts of it that you do enjoy and that you can see benefits from so that you learn a little bit more about yourself. And step four is asking other people, the people around you, your friends, your family, your, co- your current coworkers. Uh, about what your greatest strengths are so that you can fully absorb and understand and then use these attributes to discover what it is that's next for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, those four components and, uh, anything else, feel free to reach out. I'm always available on my emails all over the internet. So just, uh, let me know. Cool. Jordan gross. You're the best. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Love it, Chris. Cool. Thanks again. Perfect. And for you listeners who enjoyed this episode, which if you enjoyed it as much as I did, I would definitely listen to it again and again. But some other episodes for you guys to also enjoy would be episode number 31, When Should You Quit Your Job? And also our 17th episode in which we had Jordan talking about how to get comfy and really the five steps, I think, the best five steps to improving your day by uh, getting that routine back in shape. All right, this concludes our 41st episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. What an incredible journey it's been, and I'll see you guys next week. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks, guys, for being true warriors, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.